chapter three forty five of gargantua and pantagruel book three by francois rabelais this librivox recording is in the public domain how panurge taketh advice of tribolet on the sixth day thereafter pantagruel was returned home at the very same hour that tribolet was by water come from blois panurge at his arrival gave him a hog's bladder puffed up with wind and resounding because of the hard peas that were within it moreover he did present him with a gilt wooden sword a hollow budget made of a tortoise shell an osier wattled wicker bottle full of breton wine and five-and-twenty apples of the orchard of blanc de if he be such a fool quoth carpelin as to be one with apples there is no more wit in his pate than in the head of an ordinary cabbage triboulet girded the sword and scrip to his side took the bladder in his hand ate some few of the apples and drunk up all the wine panurge very wistly and heedfully looking upon him said i never yet saw a fool and have seen ten thousand francs worth of that kind of cattle who did not love to drink heartily and by good long draughts when triboulet had done with his drinking panurge laid out before him and exposed the sum of the business wherein he was to require his advice and eloquent in choicely sordid terms adorned with flourishes of rhetoric but before he had altogether done triboulet with his fist gave him a bouncing whirret between the shoulders rendered back into his hand again the empty bottle philipped and flirted him in the nose with the hog's bladder and lastly for a final resolution shaking and wagging his head strongly and disorderly he answered nothing else but this by god god mad fool beware the monk buzance hornpipe these words thus finished he slipped himself out of the company went aside and rattling the bladder took a huge delight in the melody of the rickling crackling noise of the peas after which time it lay not in the power of them all to draw out of his chaps the articulate sound of one syllable insomuch that when panurge went about to interrogate him further triboulet drew his wooden sword and would have stuck him therewith i have fished fair now quoth panurge and brought my pigs to a fine market have i not got a brave determination of all my doubts and a response in all things agreeable to the oracle that gave it he is a great fool that is not to be denied yet is he a greater fool who brought him hither to me that bolt quoth carpelin levels point-blank at me but of the three i am the greatest fool who did impart the secret of my thoughts to such an idiot ass and native ninny without putting ourselves to any stir or trouble in the least quoth pantagruel let us maturely and seriously consider and perpend the gestures and speech which he hath made and uttered in them veritably quoth he have i remarked and observed some excellent and notable mysteries 
yea of such important worth and weight that i shall never henceforth be astonished nor think strange why the turks with a great deal of worship and reverence honour and respect natural fools equally with their primest doctors muftis divines and prophets did not you take heed quoth he a little before he opened his mouth to speak what a shogging shaking and wagging his head did keep by the approved doctrine of the ancient philosophers the customary ceremonies of the most expert magicians and the received opinions of the learnedest lawyers such a brangling agitation and moving should by us all be judged to proceed from and be quickened and suscitated by the coming and inspiration of the prophetizing and fatidical spirit which entering briskly and on a sudden into a shallow receptacle of a debile substance for as you know and as the proverb shows it a little head containeth not much brains was the cause of that commotion this is conformed to what is avouched by the most skilful physicians when they affirm that shakings and tremblings fall upon the members of a human body partly because of the heaviness and violent impetuosity of the burden and load that is carried and other part by reason of the weakness and imbecility that is in the virtue of the bearing organ a manifest example whereof appeareth in those who fasting are not able to carry to their head a great goblet full of wine without a trembling and a shaking in the hand that holds it this of old was accounted a prefiguration and mystical pointing out of the pythian divinerus who used always before the uttering of a response from the oracle to shake a branch of her domestic laurel lampridius also testifieth that the emperor heliogabalus to acquire unto himself the reputation of a soothsayer did on several holy days of prime solemnity in the presence of the fanatic rabble make the head of his idol by some slight within the body thereof publicly to shake plautus in his asinaria declareth likewise that sorius whithersoever he walked like one quite distracted of his wits kept such a furious lolling and mad-like shaking of his head that he commonly affrighted those who casually met with him in his way the said author in another place showing a reason why charmides shook and brangled his head as severed that he was transported and in an ecstasy catullus after the same manner maketh mention in his bera cynthia and Attis of the place wherein the menades bacchical women she priests of the laian god and demented prophetesses carrying ivy boughs in their hands did shake their heads as in the like case amongst the galley the gilded priests of cybele were wont to do in the celebrating of their festivals whence too according to the sense of the ancient theologues she herself has her denomination for cubistan signifieth to turn round whirl about shake the head and play the part of one that is wry-necked semblably titus livius writeth that in the solemnization time of the bacchanalian holidays at rome both men and women seem to prophetize and vaticinate because of an affected kind of wagging of the head shrugging of the shoulders and gestigation of the whole body which they use then most punctually for the common voice of the philosophers together with the opinion of the people asserted for an irrefragable truth that vaticination is seldom by the heavens bestowed on any without the 
concomitantly of a little frenzy and a head shaking not only when the said presaging virtue is infused but when the person also therewith inspired declareth and manifesteth it unto others the learned lawyer julian being asked on a time if that slave might be truly esteemed to be healthful and in a good plight who had not only conversed with some furious maniac and enraged people but in their company had also prophesied yet without a noddle shaking concussion answered that seeing there was no head wagging at the time of his predictions he might be held for sound and compotent enough is it not daily seen how schoolmasters teachers tutors and instructors of children shake the heads of their disciples as one would do a pot in holding it by the lugs that by this erection delication stretching and pulling their ears which according to the doctrine of the sage egyptians as a member consecrated to the memory they may stir them up to recollect their scattered thoughts bring home those fancies of theirs which perhaps have been extravagantly roaming abroad upon strange and uncouth objects and totally range their judgments which possibly by disordinate affections have been made wild to the rule and pattern of a wise discreet virtuous and philosophical discipline all which virgil acknowledgeth to be true in the branglement of apollo cynthius chapter three forty five